Hello, and welcome to the Belmont Story Project. My name is Joanna Juvelis, and I'm Senior Multimedia Journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont. I also live in Belmont. Today is March 27, 2019, and I'm conducting this interview in the Claflin Room at the Belmont Public Library. Our guest for the Belmont Story Project today is Ron Saka. Ron has lived in Belmont since he was born, 66 years ago. Welcome, Ron. Welcome. Good morning. Ron, you have a, a long history in Belmont. Let's start with your family history. I know you're Sicilian. Yes. And I know that one of your relatives used to transport liquor by horse. Yes, This that's was correct. your great-great-uncle Dominic. So tell me about your great-great-uncle Dominic and, and anything else about your family that you think our listeners would be interested in knowing, just, just so they can get to know you okay. more. Be happy to. Um, Dominic, also known as Domenico, in Saka, he was proud to have the, uh, the last letter of his name, A, had a line over it. And that's the way they came. When they came over from Villafranca, Sicily, him and his brothers and sisters, um, yeah. they, the town is now, it was called Boso back then. And he was the first sacker here in, in, the, in Belmont. Actually, he, re, he lived on Concord Ave on, um, just down past the St. Maria Hospital on the left side. Yeah. And uh, he had a house, house down there, and he also had a big barn down there and horse, horse and team. And Domenico um, then would do his business through Belmont, Waverly, um, Transport, and Express Company, and also had an office on 34 Atlantic Be Ave in Belmont. He was my great-grandfather's brother. Um, Did you know him personally? Did you ever meet him? Yes, I met him. Well, actually, he died when I was probably about nine years old. My mm -hmm. great-grandfather. But you remember him? I, very, very little. I wish they had lived longer. But so I, how did you learn the history about him? Well, I le learned a lot of it through his, his, his last daughter, who just died a few years ago, Gracie. Um, you must lot. have a big family, yeah, I would a big family. I don't know why I'm assuming that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Are you one of how many children? I'm one of three. One of three. Do Dominic, and, and they all came over from, when they came over from Italy and came to Belmont here, there was, all the brothers lived in Belmont here. Belmont, I know, has a, a, a lot of Italians that my, immigrated here. I know that. Yes, they, they did. <laughs> a lot of them down there, um, where he, he ended up building a house on 2426 Baker Street. Which wow. is right near Saint Maria. There? There. Yeah, it's still there. It's now been left to his his great grand his grandson mm -hmm. has it now. And, and when he when he built that house, his brother Joseph, who was my great grandfather, wanted to move next door to his brother, so he he, he bought the house time. next door. So yeah. be next door, their brother. Sometimes that doesn't always work out. So yeah, two but those two were like next door to each other. <laughs> those two, those two there. Got, got, or always worked hand in That's hand. That's very special. Very and special. Dominic was very successful. He didn't have a, a you know, fancy company. He was just a hard-working, hands-on yeah, person. Yeah, and what did your dad do? My dad was a mason carpenter, like like his yeah. grandfather and father. And actually, I'm, I might be jumping around here, but there's six generations we have in town with my grandson now. Really? And, um, six? Wow. We do, and there's five generations alive, too. Up to a few years ago, and that's only on the Saka side, this five generation of life. Mm -hmm. There's only one left, which would be my grandfather's first cousin, Roy, 
who was a fireman here in Belmont. He's the last one of, of that generation alive in the world. Really? And, and actually, he's one year younger than my father. And he's he was, a, still a firefighter? Not, no more. He's no, retired. retired. Yeah. And he's, he's in great shape. So do you still have a lot of relatives in Belmont? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the houses. My, my great-grandfather came to Belmont. His name was Domenico, again, Dominic, Domenico Fulginiti. Mm-hmm. And he came to Belmont uh, probably around 1912. And um, he didn't speak much English. No. And he ended up buying John Sylvester's house on White Street, mm-hmm. on the corner of White and Beach Street. And about 1912, 1913, that was a big plot of land he had there. Yeah. And around 1913, 14, he moved the house by horse and ox. Really? Yeah. Where moved did he it move down it? to Hull Street, down probably about really? 100, 200 feet down. Is it still there? It's still there. The house was built in 1853 by John Sylvester, who was one of the first inhabitants of Belmont. Really? Actually, John, the house, it was built in 1853. John then, it was part of Watertown. It was 140 White Street. And John Sylvester was a well-to-do person. He owned all that land on Hell Street between Beach and Walnut. Mm-hmm. And um, they were actually the name of a street over there, Sylvester Way. Well, anyways, John Sylvester who my great-grandfather bought the house from, or or maybe a few people after. Mm -hmm. That house there, John's son went to the, left that house to go to the Civil War. Mm -hmm. He walked that house, he left the house, had to go out that door of my mother's house. The house got handed down from my great-grandfather to his daughter Rose, which was my mother's mother, then to my mother's name was Rosemary, and then to my sister Rosemary, so all the roses. But that... Wow. My great grandfather Dominic, I never met him. Um, he died really young in the thirties, and actually, according to the, to the residents list in Belmont in 1918, he owed owned about forty-seven thousand dollars worth of real estate. Really? Yes, and which is probably worth millions today. Yeah, he built houses when he moved the house. He built all the houses around there. They used to move houses a lot. They don't yeah. really do that anymore. And, and the houses there still don't look the same. But yeah. he was number 25 mm-hmm. on the list of in 1918. And that included what Arlington list? Gast, uh, Mass General, New England Brick, New England Telephone. But what Telephone, list are we talking The list of highest taxpayers in Belmont. Really? But if you take away the top five businesses, Mass General, New England Brick, Telephone, Belmont, Light, and Arlington. Yeah. Actually, he was number 20 of the highest oh. taxpayer in the town of Belmont. Yeah for personal income. Yeah, I'm proud of that. And the thing about it is why I say I'm proud. That house, I grew up in that house. I was brought home from Sims Hospital when I was born Mm -hmm. on the first floor of my grandfather, who who was also from Sicily, which would have been my mother's father. And when they sold the house over here in Hull Street, at 101 Hull Street, where I grew up, it was a dead-end street. And I did get a wine press out of the house. Really? I still have my great-grandfather's wine press. That's And nice. then when they sold 20, my great other great-grandfather's sack on Baker Street, mm-hmm. 22, I ended up getting his wine press. And what do you do with the wine I press? just store them. <laughs> I don't make the wine anymore. Oh, you but, used to? N- no, my father <laughs> used to. But on, on Hull Street there, when my great-grandfather moved the house, he also had, when he moved it, he had a wine cellar built with vaulted ceilings underneath. It's still there with the door and everything. I have a lot of memories there. And growing up in Belmont there, Mm -hmm. um, on Hull Street where I grew up, 
I attended Butler School. My mother went there. My grandmother, yeah. her mother went there. Oh, I think wow. her grandmother went to Kendall. As I said, there were six generations to this day. And the great part of where I grew up, back then it was considered the other other side of the tracks. Waverly the other Square. side of the tracks? That was, did you ever Waverly hear of that? Square? That's what it was considered? Yeah, the other side of the tracks. Like, What do you think it's considered today? Well, trying to buy a house there today. You need a million dollars in yep. that neighborhood now. Right, right. You know, back, actually, actually on Hull Street now, mm-hmm. my great-grandfather's brother, John Giovanni, had a house there on, I think, 86 Hull Street, mm-hmm. and they're renovating it right now. It was a shack. Um, but that house, that piece of land and that small piece of land yeah. he had, like 30, just sold for half a million dollars. It was a tear now. Wow. Like a year ago. Yeah. And they're just redoing it now. It's from by the It yesterday. is. It's unbelievable, the, the value of the real value. estate in Belmont. Yeah. And then, and then the good part about where I grew up, and I'm so happy for, um, if I could shake the hand of my great-grandfathers. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Are you getting emotional? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're coming to Belmont. Yeah. I'm giving the biggest hug. It's a great town. It's considered the best town in the, in the state out of 351 cities and towns. So you, and you love your hometown. I love my hometown. Um, you really do. I, um, what do you love about Belmont? I just love the love it here. I just, I'm just so happy I grew up in this community. because. But it's changed, hasn't it? it, it it's changed, it changed a lot. I don't know for the better. I'm I, curious to know what... Th- what what do you wish stayed the same? What has changed that you what, wish stayed the changed, same? What's changed? What's happened to the uh, retail area? For my house, I lived on at 101 Hall Street in the dead end. It was great growing up. They could play basketball in the street. Mm-hmm. I remember as a young boy, um, we would have the milk truck come down there where dairy was in town. I remember the, 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 cold, the hot days. Mm-hmm. We would go inside the milk truck, the, oh, iron, wow. the iron crates. There would be blocks of ice there to keep the milk yeah. And cold. That's a and nice it was, I can still remember the shiny tops of the blocks of the ice just dripping and yeah. the water coming out of the truck. We had a guy that would come you have around. such a good memory, Rob. Yeah, try. <laughs> but I got to write things down. I'm getting old. And that's why I wrote a lot of things down. Excuse me. I might be jumping around. But we, we didn't lock doors back then. Dogs roam free in the neighborhood. Some people still don't lock their doors. Yeah, they, they really yeah, should. They, they should. And then. Over there on Hull Street there, we had the mosquito guy, and the sun would come around with this white motorcycle with a big, fat, fat little box in the back and spray all You're into, kidding the, me. into the sewers. <laughs> we had a guy that come around with the pots and pans that what would sell stuff. You're kidding me. We had knives. Every, we had a knife guy that come around and shop and knives in the neighborhood. No, Even though it's a dead end, he would come anymore. down. We don't have that anymore. No, we, I remember sitting there on Hull Street growing up as a kid. We had the black and white TV, no remote control. Watching Howdy Doody with the tray, and, and my house was a three family then. Mm-hmm. So all generations lived in the different floors yeah. of the house. We yeah. always had that third That's floor. Nice. We always played musical chairs with a different as the years went on. Mm-hmm. That yeah. family stayed almost one hundred years in my family until my sister was left to her, and she sold it in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. So it was just about a. 98, 99 years. And then I remember Huckleberry Finn and Deputy Dog, the Rascals, Lionel Hardy on TV watching it. And then if you left my house and walked down the street, we used to, as a kid, walk to the Butler School, which was right down the street. Mm-hmm. I could walk down the street to the um, Sam's Little Variety Store on the corner of Beach and Maple Street. I could walk down to the movie theater, the studio, which is still there. Still there. Across the street, we had the um, shoe repair man. 
I can still remember walking there, a little skinny little store, just smelling the leather and the polish. Mm. And he, mm -hmm. Mr. Jurassic, he he lived over on Maple Street. You could walk down to PQ Park. We had always field days down there. We had basketball courts we played. And my mother, mm -hmm. my mother's mother, my Aunt Mel, had a little daycare center on Jeanette Ave, probably the first ever to have a daycare center. Really? That took care of little kids and feed them like they were her own. That's nice. My Aunt Madeline Cadillo. And um, my mother used to work. They would play. But then again, we would, we had a 400 club that was in a Petrus farm that was was down the street across from the VFW was. Yeah. That snow there. I remember selling Christmas trees. They had burned the fires outside. The Petrus farm was reduced. What's the 400 club? It was a place that George Moran, a Belmont cop, started where kids could go and have a good time. Well, they definitely don't have that They don't anymore. have that anymore. It was, a little, it was actually where the fire station is now on oh. Chapello Road. Oh. Where there used to be a Petrus farm. And then... Where that TD Bank is now, there used yeah. to be Wheaton Pontiac Motors there. Oh, wow. Okay, then we had, I, I used to go there as a kid because I loved cars at 12. I could walk down to Belmont Ford on Pleasant Street. I could mm -hmm. walk down to Dodge dealership, the D'Amelia family, who was great friends with us, my mm -hmm. family. Because you said a lot of Italians in town. When yeah. you take, you wanted me to talk about the history in town, mm -hmm. when my great-grandfather was on Baker Street, you had the D'Amelias down there, were very successful. You also had the Di Giovannis. Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay, on Baker Street. A couple of doors down from still my family. Still around, I think. Right? They were all still around. They came from nothing. Their father their father came over from Italy, started a little business, and look where they are today. And they're very humble people. And that's one thing I wanted to talk to you, because mm -hmm. Mr. Di Giovanni had five sons that went to the war. Well, one, five two. sons. Then they all came home. And that's an interview I wanted to talk to you about at a later date. Are they all still alive? All no, five? there's only a, a couple left. Yeah. And but, do but, any of them still live in Belmont? Yes. Yeah. Really? They, yeah, they all live in Belmont. And um, Maybe for Memorial Day. Could be yeah, that would be a great topic to do on them. Because yeah, I'd love they, that. We might as well catch them while they're still here. And I have learned a lot about my family as I got older in age. I wish I had talked to them a lot more. Um, because... There's so much history to learn here. You know, even as a kid, I guess we could jump in the car or the station wagon, whatever. We can go to the Fresh Pond Driving. Did you go bowling around yeah. here? Bowling and that, was and that's big, what, wasn't it? And yeah, and that's what you mentioned there. That was one of the things I had here in my list here. Mm -hmm. um, I could walk down. Sorry. I could walk down the street to Waverly Square. We had a bowling alley down there. We also, Where was it? Like underneath Wheelworks? Yeah, underneath Wheelworks, right there near the, um, right next door to. Um, Oaks Hardware. That's another thing, too. We had great hardware stores. We had Oaks. Now we just have winters, right? We had one, yes. And we had one down in um, Belmont Center. We had the um, drug stores. I could walk down to the corner of Beach and White, Beach and Trapello. We had drug, sound, drug store there, Roberts, who had in the old days, we had the counters in the drug store that would give you a, a milkshake or serve you ice cream or a cream soda. Yeah, like an old those, fashioned. Those things are all gone. Right here, like I said, we had the bowling alleys. There was that one in Concord Ave I used to go to because it was at the top of Baker Street. Yeah, which one was that? That was, I forget the name of it. If you're, Not Lanes and Games, no. I don't know. No, 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 that was Lanes and Games. Mm -hmm. If you go down Concord Ave here and you take a left on Baker Street, that block of stores in the corner. Oh. There used to be a drugstore there in a bowling alley down, again, it was downstairs. Why there. do you think all these bowling alleys closed? I don't know. In, well, actually, my grandfather's brother used to work in the bowling alleys. My uncle, my grandfather's brother, Sam Sacker. He used to do the bowling balls by hand. I mean, stack the candle pins by hand. What do you think changed that people stopped bowling so much? Because did you, I don't know if you know this, but the the former foodies in Belmont Center, you know how it was foodies for yes. one year yeah, and yeah. then closed? 
where Macy's used to be right. and Filene. That's another thing. So there's talk of um, a lot of people would like to see a bowling alley go in that That's space. a big thing. I would like to see that too. A lot of people would like that. Yeah. So it's like bowling is making a, a comeback. But why, why when Belmont had all these bowling places, did they all close? I'm I just, just think it was just they weren't making the money, possibly the rents and the landlords and things and. Just people. It was just a lot of fun to go down there and put those sneakers anymore? on. There were such old-fashioned places when you were down there. As a kid, you know, my parents didn't drive. My mother didn't drive me around. We walked everywhere. I walked to the junior high from Hull Street. Yeah, I bet I, you don't like how traffic has changed in No, Belmont. no, no. We walked to the high school. We never got a ride. Why do you think traffic has become so bad in Belmont? Because everyone, there's a lot of people have two cars now, three cars. I think more kids are living home. I don't think it's because it's more Why do you think more people Belmont? don't take public transportation? Well, I, I work for the MBTA. You work for the MBTA. You yeah. are a what? You are a... Well, actually, now I'm a bus inspector. I was driving buses here. Yeah. And, I, and when I was driving a bus, I used to love to pick the trolleys. I picked the 73 route because... So why it, do you think the people aren't using public well, transportation we're, more? We're working on now... Bill Brownsberger here is really pushing mm -hmm. for it. For, he's been incredible, Bill, with yeah. the... Um, we're working with the MBTA and getting these... Single lanes in up near Mount Auburn Street. He's been a real, he's got his foot on the gas on it, and I hope he don't take it off. <laughs> you know, he's been great. Good way and, of putting it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's a good man. And going back to, you know, as a kid, when I got my first car, I had a gas station down the end of Hull Street. Um, I remember back then, we didn't have, there weren't lifts to lift the cars up like today. Mm -hmm. They had to walk down a pit. The car would drive in level. Oh, wow. And then they walked down little stairs to work, have the oil change or work down below. And then and that's, yeah. I got my license. Actually, I got my license a month ago, February 28, 1969. You remember so well. Huh? Yeah, I just had 50 years. And then I, another thing, when you talk about transportation, I, I can still remember Mr. Norcross's. Who's that? Mr. Norcross. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bike store in Waverly Square. Oh, wow. I can still remember walking in there. We're Will, Will, we're Will. Works is really. He would fix all the kids' bikes. I wish I had a picture of that. I mean, Wheelworks does so well. They've yeah, been they a do. Long it's, time. it's totally different now. But back then, the, he would sell. He had all kinds of things going on there. Repairs, Mister Norcross. Then we had Olin's Bakery. Yeah. There used to be a couple a of, of them. We had another that. bakery in Belmont Center. There used to be another one. And I, I think I remember that. Yeah. We had another. I think it was Olin's, up on Belmont Street. Had another mm -hmm. one, right near School Street. If mm -hmm. you're going down Belmont Street on the left side, just before you get to school. Linda's and, Donuts is still there. Oh, they're the best donuts. That's, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a gift, Linda's. And when that goes, forget it. We're, we're done. We're stuck with Dunkin' Donuts, which Aww. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> and the thing about, like, another thing up on Belmont Street, I don't know if you've ever heard of Phillips Candy House. I have heard Yeah, of. that's the Strizulas from Belmont. They're mm -hmm. down now in Dorchester. Yes. They still make the candies. They, they were up on Belmont good Street. Good candy. Now. Really oh, good. Oh, the best, the best. And she's, they still live in Belmont. They do? Yep. What's the last name? Strazula. Strazula's. And like I said, uh, I, when I went to the school at Butler, I remember being in the sixth grade at Butler School in November 22nd, 1963. And getting the message that John F. Kennedy was shot. Oh, wow, you remember that so yes. well. Yes, I was in sixth grade in Mr. Moy's class. We were singing that song, Valderie Valdera. We were singing there, and they came up over the little PA, and they said, I remember I was one of the guys, the kids, they had to go around to the other classrooms and tell them the news there. It was around 1.30, really? 2 o'clock before we get out. And I'm a real nostalgic kind of person. Fifty years to the day, 
I visited the Butler School and I stood in the same room. Oh, really? That I was and walked. I remember walking down the stairs that day. And, and that was a, not a great moment, but something I, I'll never forget. No. And, and again, growing up in Belmont, I, I, you mentioned when I went to Belmont High School in 1970, I graduated. Last year, I had the It was old the high last year yeah, the old before high school. they rebuilt it, and now they're rebuilding, rebuilding it again. Rebuilding it, and I'm totally against it because to me, I'm not afraid to put it on tape. That new high school looks like it belongs in Kendall Square. It's not in harmony anyway with, mm -hmm. the, with say, the, the beautiful junior high they built. So you don't like the architecture? I don't. I, I, actually. A lot of people agree with you, Ron. As far as an architect, I was an architect myself. I graduated Belmont High in September. In June of 70, I started the Boston Architectural Center. Mm -hmm. um, went there for six years. And so then I went to work for different architects. And I'm from, I actually worked for McGinnis and Walsh. Mm -hmm. who were the, probably the best Catholic church architects in the country at the time. They designed the largest wow. Catholic church, church in America. So how did you end up working for the MBTA if you were an architect? Yeah, well, then I had restaurants. I just, well, things changed. Oh, so you go. dabbled. Yeah, I just <laughs> jumped around. But I was proud to work for McGinnis and Walsh because they designed, like I said, the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. Yeah. It's the second largest Catholic church in the world. Mm -hmm. And if anything happened to that church, the Pope would be, at the National Shrine. And again, getting back to 1970, graduating then, we had, if you fast forward to today, the cars that were in high school when I was there, the 67s, the 68s, uh -huh. 69s, and 70s, were all considered muscle cars today. <laughs> Some of them are valued over a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Some of those cars I had in high school. Mm -hmm. And when you go back and think about it, I always said back then cars were a dollar a pound. Because they weighed about 3,500 pounds, and that's what you paid. That's, that's so true. That's, I remember having that from that's a, a, that's a an old saying. And, and now going, you have to add a zero. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. They cost more than some of Well, I bought my house in 1976 for $40,000. Cars today cost The more. house on Le Moyne? Yes. And that's, um, Which again. Which is now probably worth over a million. Yeah. And that's the house that you, you had mentioned about Paul White. Okay, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. Paul White left that house to go to World War II. Mm -hmm. He was considered one of the top athletes at Belmont High at that time. Mm -hmm. The field house now was on Concord Ave, the brick one. Yeah. And I can remember playing sports there. All the greats, and anyone that ever played sports in Belmont up to like 1970, all, and even to this these days, still ent enter and exit that field house. So who was Paul White, for those who don't Paul, know? Paul White was a fine young man, and um, he was had a lot of... Um, he got all the top awards in sports, baseball. He was supposed to play professional baseball. But he, and actually his sister is still alive, Margaret Jansen, and I spoke to her a few months ago. Mm -hmm. She just turned 100 years old. Oh, and wow. she used to, she came back to visit the house. We had tea in the yard. But Paul White, I'm a big supporter of Paul, and I don't want to see the field house knocked down. It but, will get knocked down as part pa of the As project. part of the project. For but the Paul, Paul White was huge, and... Um, in the town at that time, very humble. Why don't you want to see it get knocked down? Because it's named. Yeah, we can't him? be knocking things down in this town, just like this library we're sitting in today. You know, you go to Rome, Italy. This building's there, thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. You know, and we have steps out in front of the library. The in Rome, they're still walking up steps that are a thousand years old, but we can't mm -hmm. walk up this library steps that it was built in '65. It's been closed down the front steps for yeah. years. Mm -hmm. And I just wish Belmont. You know, the old days when you went to the Board of Planning Board or the Board of Appeals, the key word they used was harmony. Mm -hmm. Everything had to be in harmony with each other. So if you built a new 
house that had to fit in, had to right. dovetail into the neighborhood. Yeah. Whereas, again, I'll go back to the new high school. That don't belong mm -hmm. there. It belongs in Kendall Square. Kendall Square. You know, it's mm -hmm. an MIT kind of look when you look at some of the new buildings in Harvard. I just wish they went to more brick and something that, like an old, like Harvard, like, like, it's very modern, I agree. It it's, is it's modern. Too modern. It's a modern, modern look. And I think they're going to have problems with upkeep because they're just going through that now with the Wellington School, the wood out there, and the materials they're using, they're not long-lasting. You know, the brick school... That is a shame. It is a shame there. And even the senior center, which I'm so happy we have the materials they use there. But, um, again, I love this town. I grew up here. Even as a kid, Belmont Pool, the first public pool in the United States right behind us here, mm -hmm. Um, we used to walk down there every day, take the bikes down there, and there was so much fun. We had summer. Yeah, you have a lot of good. Balance. We didn't go far. Today, these kids have can go on vacations in the summer. I used to get out on it all the time. My uncle, my father's brother, had a, a place down there, and um, growing up, Belmont was great. Again, I love this town so much. I have a mm -hmm. lot of history here, and actually, I'm probably the oldest—not the oldest, the longest person is a member of the Belmont Historical Society since 1972 and I have proof here to show it and mm -hmm. I did the calendar for August 1976 because my my mm -hmm. my birthday is August 29th 1952 yeah so I decided with Dick Betts I was on the um 100 Belmont no 150th 19, no the 1976 bicentennial USA committee in Belmont I was just a young man what was I, 23? At that time, I did the, we had a calendar we put together back then. Mm -hmm. And I did the August. And actually, I did a drawing of the Belmont House with the two L's. It's right across from here. And the Belmont House is in front of us here, which was John P. P. Cushing in front of me. And right behind us, right behind me here, is the map that I sold to the Belmont Historical Society right there. Oh, look at that. And that map there is an original map of the Cushing Estate. It was designed, it was hand-drawn, that's the original, by Alex Wadsworth. Um, again, Where, I have a lot of history. What is the Cushing Estate? Does that still exist? It doesn't exist. Unfortunately, it was destroyed. There was a little fire in there, and the, it was torn down in, around 9th September of 1929, I think. Or the fire Where was, was it? It was up near um, the reservoir in that area there. It was mm -hmm. a 200-acre. It's just so much history with that home. Mr. Cushing was considered the first millionaire in New England. Mm -hmm. He dealt in opium trade and China trade. He had schooners. And he owned all of Eastern Point up in Gloucester, mm -hmm. up there. I could go on and on about Mr. Cushing. But again, this, this map behind us here, that was found in my grandfather's house on Hull Street. Must here. be worth a lot of money. Yeah. And Alex Wadsworth, for the record, he drew up Mount Auburn Cemetery, the plans, mm -hmm. which is in uh, over on... Yeah. Mount Auburn Street mm -hmm. was considered one of the most beautiful cemeteries in the world. Mm -hmm. Alex Wadsworth, and he's considered the first American landscape architect. Everyone thinks of, um, yeah, Frederick Law Olmsted, who, again, Mr. Olmsted yeah. designed some of um, McLean Hospital, and that's where oh. he died. And that's where he died. Oh, I know. Up yeah. there, and he was buried, and his wake was held over on in, in Somerville, and. The thing, about, the thing about it is, even I, grow, I go back to growing up as a kid, back then when you think how how it changed. Um, as a kid, we used to go, we didn't have much money. We'd go get Coke bottles and die of the barrel and go cash them in for two cents and get a fudgicle down at the store for five cents. Yeah. On the hot days. 
We had Cub Scout meetings back then. I could walk to St. Luke's Church. I remember going to catechism class up there. Because <laughs> where I lived, you might consider it the other side of the tracks, but again, I, I grew up in the best part of town because I had everything within a walking distance. Yeah, and it's still the, that way today. Yeah, and, and that's what brought up the price of res- real estate. Back then, we had a shovel as young kids. Well, push a push lawnmower, not gas, mm-hmm. to make a couple of bucks yeah. to get a few things. Our parents didn't just hand us things in. Right. You know, I had to work hard for them. And again, growing up in Belmont, I met my wife here, my beautiful wife, Noreen. Mm-hmm. I used That's to work nice. in Belmont. How did Pete. you meet? Um, I worked in Belmont Pizza. I worked, actually, I started there in September of 1968 as a junior in high school. That's still there. Yes, it is. It's considered me the best pizza in the, anywhere. And a friend of mine bought that place. And I worked there almost 30 hours a week in high school. I worked a lot of hours. I only made a dollar twenty-five an hour. And Adam Pisano owned the place. And she used to come in, and that's how we met there. Hmm. Actually, we we left there on a Sunday night on the 16th of February, 1969, and I asked her to go steady. So it's 50 years we're going steady. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still together. And Noreen now has worked over 30 years at the town of Belmont. She's the secretary at the Burbank School. Yeah. They all love her. She's doing an amazing job. I brought up three beautiful kids in this town. <laughs> and you still have two in the town, right? Yes. Any grandchildren? I have grandchildren here. Four boys. Four grandsons? Yep. And two of my, my daughter lives over. She just bought a house on Long Anyone Ave. named Ron? No. That, <laughs> actually, let's... I'm back up a little bit. <laughs> I was named Ronald after Ronald Reagan in oh, 1952 because really? my mother, well, he was a movie star, and she was in love with him because <laughs> they had little crushes on him back then. And that's why she named me Ronald. Oh, that's so Fast funny. forward two months later, her sister Camilla had had a son, her only son, her, named her him Ronald because <laughs> they were both had crushes on him. So my grandfather had a little too... That's Two really little boys running the name. I had no idea. Well, yeah. we learned so much about you in yeah. such a short time. And, and it's my unbelievable. Two, and my two kids are uh, in Belmont here, and Jennifer now works over too at the um, junior high. Really? In the after school program, my wife does the after school program too at Burbank. And the beautiful part about it is, is that my wife has her two grandsons at the Bur- at the Burbank school with her. Isn't that nice? To have your grandmother there, and actually. My great-grandfather, no, not my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, and my grandsons now mm-hmm. have all gone to Burbank. Wow. And the same thing with the Butler, the Butler School with the other side of the family. And That's um, great, Ron. It, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great journey in this town. I, I, I love this town, the history here. Um, I was on the Historical Society on a bunch of committees in town here. D- Belmont is part of my DNA makeup. I have a collection of Belmont items that I could, that could rival the Belmont Historical Society. So, Ron, I have uh, a couple more questions to ask you before we wrap sure. up. I, I'd like to know, um, how would you want to be remembered in Belmont? I'm proud of my name in this town. I have no regrets in this town. I, I want to be remembered as, as a good person in this town, and I want to leave it as a, a better place than than it is, even though it's a great place. Um, I've, I've donated my time, and then I want to get on other committees, but I wish I had more time, and I will do when I retire. Um, so I support this town. Things have changed in this town. I don't know if they're good or the better. I'm an old-fashioned kind of person. I like the old ways better. 
I, I just like old Belmont. When do you think you'll retire? In a few years, uh, I'll retire. Years. But I, I, I never want to leave here. I want to be. I, I have unfortunately I have a grave over in Watertown. There's none left in Belmont. But again, with the name Saka, there's Dominic, who has the first grave in Belmont Cemetery. My grandfather, Joseph Sack, is buried in Belmont across from his son, John, with my grandfather. Then there's Nunzio Sacco. There were three brothers in Belmont with the name O. Some of them had O and mm -hmm. A, but they're the same brothers. And then there's... Um, so you're Sacca with Saka an A. with it, Sacca. And then there's John. I believe there's five brothers here and two or three with the O, and they're all buried right close to each other in town here. And... Um, it's nice to be buried near your relatives. Yes, I wish I could. I could could go up there, but well, I hope to live final, a long time. I hope <laughs> you do too. One final question: uh, What are your hopes for the future of Belmont when um, you're no longer here? What when I'm hopes? no longer here, I want I want to see my grandchildren live here. And generations after that, I I know they will. Knowing my daughter and my son, I have four incredible, three great children that grew up in this town. All did amazing in school here. All have bettered themselves in life, and it made me and my wife proud in the family. And I know my four grandsons will follow suit. I know because one of my grandsons, and this is a great story, he had some, he came home one day, and he was in Belmont Center with his friends. And they saw a man sitting on the sidewalk, I believe it was, in front of CVS, and he didn't have any, anything. So they all went into CVS and bought him things, bought him food, some little gifts for him, and brought him outside to him. He was so grateful. And I'll never forget that story. Me driving a bus now, and that's the other thing, too, me working for the MBTA, the trolleys, I love that. I had a, a man on my bus one day, and he said something to me one that I'll never forget. He said to me, let me get this right, I don't have much, but I have everything I need. That's really something. Well, it on is. That and note, I have everything I need in, in life. I think that, a healthy that's... Healthy family, you know, beautiful family. And I'm proud of the Sackers, the Fulgenides, the Pentas, the Bouchers, the Igos and so on in my family. Well, Thank you very much. It's been an much. honor to have you on the Belmont Story Project an and to get to know you better. And It's been an honor to be here, and I thank you for the time. And, well, and I can't say anything more than that. Thanks again, and thank you thank to you the, Belmont, the Belmont Public Library and the Belmont Media Center for collaborating with, with uh, the Belmont Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont on this very worthy project. Thank you, Joanne.